Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I have Christy Whiteman on with me today. Welcome, Christy. Hello. <laughs> Good to be I- here. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. I know Christy through the Global School of the Prophets and Jennifer Evaz's classes as well. She's an awesome person and woman of God. So I'm really glad to have her on. And she's got an incredible testimony, which I know pieces of, but not the whole thing, actually. So I'm excited to hear the whole thing myself today. But I just want to start by asking. um, So I know a little bit about your history, but not all of it. And obviously our listeners don't. So you have a very full relationship with the Lord. Now you hear from him. It's vibrant. But what was that like as a child? Did you know the Lord as a child? Did you go to church when you were a kid? How did that start for you? Yeah, I, I think I, I have to say, I probably got saved or asked Jesus in my heart when I was probably about four, but I knew him the whole time. Like I've loved Jesus so much, you know, my whole entire life. Um, my mom, you know, raised me uh, in church and she was very uh, active. Uh, she, you know, did the calls on TBN and, and she, she was very active uh, yeah. in the Christian community. And so, of course, at night uh, when I was probably five, you know, I would be trying to, you know, back in the day, uh, this is going to tell you how old I am, back in the day when they had the TVs and the antennas, I used to tried to get the antenna to work. We didn't have cable just so that I could watch TBN. (laughs) But, you know, I just loved hearing anything about Jesus. And, you know, I really spent my entire life loving the Lord and going to church and doing church and, you know, making friendships in church and and all of that. Um, But in reality, I didn't give God my all. Yeah. And, you know, my, my whole life, God wanted me to, and there were moments when he really pursued that with me. And I had too much fear. I had fear of what would happen if I gave him my whole life. So instead I gave him some of me and, and he honored my decision. He honored that I wasn't ready and he prospered me and he gave me a good life. I mean, I had an amazing career and an amazing husband and my children and, you know, I had a, I had a great life. Yeah. And um, in about 2018, I remember this moment of realizing that it wasn't enough. Mm. And I remember crying out. I remember getting to work and sitting in my car. I hadn't gone in. And I remember just crying out to the Lord and saying, God, I just want more of you. This life, I mean, it's, it's wonderful. And I have everything I could possibly want, but it's just not enough. And I remember him just been pursuing me for about three years at this point, like really yeah. pursuing me. And it was like, I, I had gone through and done some inner healing and deliverance and different things um, during that time because I was still loving the Lord. Right. But I just couldn't say the words, God, I'm giving my everything. Like I, there was too much fear there. And I remember sitting in my car and just crying out to him. And I remember going into work and working that day. And I really just felt his presence. Yeah. When I got off of work, 
I got a phone call from a friend I hadn't talked to in 10 years. And she said, hey, um, I wanted to give you a call because my husband was working in a shop and God told him that you were crying out to him and that I was to call you. Hmm. And it was like that moment where God just said, you're ready now and, and, I'm, and I'm ready for you to, to, to give me that all. And I did. I did. I gave him my everything. I said, God, I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my body. I give you everything that I am because life is not enough without it. And that's amazing. In 2019, I was sitting with the Lord and I had been, you know, just chasing after him, listening to everything I could, getting involved in everything I knew to get involved in. And um, I remember sitting before him and I was praying. He says to me, Christy, you're going to be leaving your job soon. And I need you to prepare. And I remember at first thinking, did I think that? And I didn't know that was God because I would never, th- I mean, I loved my job. I had built a career. I'd been there 22 years. Yeah. And I was very, doing very well financially. And I remember the shock of it. And I just remember saying, okay, God, okay, I've given you my everything. And every day I would say to him, you have my everything, God. And so I said, okay, I will prepare. And, you know, of course, in your own mind, when you hear something like that, you're thinking, okay, I have another month, and then God's going to move me on. And, right. you know, you, you get all these thoughts in your head of how that's going to happen. And, of course, God ways aren't, are not ours. So, you know, I'm not surprised that it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, as I began to, to prepare, and as I began to train up people under me, um, and I was speaking to the Lord, he also gave me this vision about the fact that I would be moving as well into a different house. Like, I, he actually took me and, and just, I stood in the kitchen of this different house, and I knew he was saying to me, you know, I'm moving you. And I didn't really understand what that meant. You know, and I, I hadn't talked to my husband about it because he probably would freak out a little, <laughs> you know, because life was, was settled for us. And, you know, he was in a career he'd been at for 16 years. Yeah. But I just kind of kept going with God on that. I know to God, you know, whatever you decide to do, you're going to make a way. You are the way maker. And um, so that was 2019. And so I continued that year doing what he asked me to do with not really anything further. I mean, that was yeah. it. he told me that. And then I just kept following that path of I'm going to be leaving my job soon. And in January of 2020, I had a dream. And I got a call in the dream from my boss. And hmm. he gets on the phone with me and he says, Christy, when the angel comes and offers you the job, you're to take it. And that was the dream. That was it. And I, I remember waking up from that and I knew it was God. But you know how you have those dreams where there's no doubt in your mind that God is speaking to you. And yep. so I'm like thinking, how's that going to happen? Am I just going to get a call out of the blue and someone's going to want to hire me and they're going to dig me somewhere else? And, you know, so, so you start thinking all these things in your mind because to me it was like, nah, I'm not really going to be an angel or anything. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> so you start thinking in your natural mind of all of the ways that God is going to do that. And so I kind of put that to the side along with the fact that I'd be leaving my job and I started getting dissatisfied there and that had never happened before. Like I loved my job. Um, I loved 
you know, I'm doing accounting as a controller for a large auto group, and I, I love doing it. Um, I love the people. I love the boss. I mean, it, it was a great place. And it was just all of a sudden, I just didn't feel at home there anymore. And I'm really thankful to God for that because I think that he pulled me out of there when I still loved it so much. It yeah. would have been really hard for me to, to you know, leave. It, it would have been difficult. Um, and then another thing that happened in January of 2020 is I had gone to a prophetic class we had at our church at the time, and they were teaching us the prophetic. And they, you know, said, hey, everyone, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to get a uh, vision uh, or a picture or something for someone else in the room, and then we want you to give it to them. So you yeah. can practice it all the time. Yeah. I remember closing my eyes, and I see a picture of the outline of Texas and a moving van with the, mule, the wheels moving. And so I opened my eyes and I'm like, okay, God, who's that for? And there was complete silence. <laughs> and so I asked him a few times. I'm like, okay, God, who's that for? And he goes, and it was just complete silence. And I remember leaving that evening saying, well, God, you didn't tell me who it was for. But I felt bad. And I'm like, I didn't do what I was supposed to. You know, all those the feelings yeah. that you have over feeling like you missed it. And so I just, I we left that day and, and I didn't think about it again. Um. And then in February of 2020, my husband has a dream. And now my husband is not a dreamer normally. I'm, I'm the total dreamer. And I would always share my dreams with him, but he never really dreamt that much. Yeah. But I remember he met me for lunch and he was like, Christy, I had this dream. And I know it was a God, but I don't know what it means. And so he begins to tell me this dream. And he said, we were walking along the street and we were standing as we were walking, we stopped because there was a lady there. So we were standing there and the lady was talking to you and she wouldn't let you pass. And he said, so I felt like I was supposed to keep going. And so I kept going and I came up to this church and I went inside and inside there were all these pews and I saw one person sitting in there. And he goes, so I walked over to where they were and I walked down the aisle and when I looked at him, I realized it was Jesus. And he goes, and I sat down next to him because I laid my head on his shoulder and I fell asleep. Hmm. He goes, what do you think God is trying to say to me? And you know, so me and my my ability to uh, <laughs> interpret, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, he had a lot of worry and fear. At the time. And I said, you know, maybe yeah. God just wants you to rest in him. He wants you to give him your cares and he just wants you to rest. And so, you know, that was the end of that dream. And we kind of moved on to March. And of course, in March uh, is when the pandemic really started and COVID and everything. And in the middle of March of 2020, God had been speaking to me for several months. And we weren't, we had just started attending um, this new church. And we'd been out of church for several years before that. And um, God said he, he was wanting us to tithe again. And because we had tithed regularly for a lot of years and then we stopped, you know, we had this period of time where we stopped and I kept hearing God say, you need to tithe, you need to tithe. And so, you know, I sat down with my husband to talk to him. And I said, we need to tithe again. And um, he finally agreed. And we started tithing in March of 2020. Yeah. Now, I, part of my job was I would get bonuses based on how well the 
the dealership did, and it had been a year since I had any bonuses or anything like that. And you know, which was okay, but you know, you always want to to, to make a little extra for for the work that you're doing. Yeah. And in April of 2020, in the beginning of the pandemic, I started getting bonuses again. Right after we started tithing. And I had made a commitment to God. I said, God, if you will help me to make enough, I will pay off my debt. Because we have a lot of debt. And I was concerned about that when I'm hearing them talk about moving me and, and being in a new house. I'm thinking, well, we have a lot of debt, you know? Yeah. God, I, I need your help because I can't solve this myself. And so I started getting bonuses. And I started using, you know, tithing off of it and paying off my debt started working towards that yeah and we've been doing that for several months and in my house I had this one room that I had some furniture that I had bought previously but the room was like torn apart and it was our, our dining room uh, area and it needed to be painted and it needed some work but I kind of you know put it off because I made a commitment to God that anything extra I had we would pay off debt with it and so in September of 2020 um, I was back at our prophetic group uh, they had just kind of opened it back up for us to come back in and start yeah. doing that again. And uh, one of the girls gave me a word of knowledge, and she said, I see farmhouse. Hmm. Does that mean anything to you? And I'm like, no, not really. I don't know what that means. So I went and sat back down. And the minute I sat in my chair, God said, I, I had had a table. One of the things on my table said farmhouse on the top. God said, I want you to take some of the money. Even though I know you've committed to paying off your debt, I want you to take some of the money. I want you to fix that room up. I'm giving you permission hmm. to do that. And I remember crying because it was like, I, you know, I wanted my house to be complete. And Thanks. so I did that. Um, and we had Thanksgiving for the first time at my house in a long time. That's and so nice. Uh, yeah, we got the room put together and we had this Thanksgiving. And, you know, what I didn't know at the time, I was just so grateful to God for allowing me to do that. But what I didn't know was that was going to be the last year we were all together. And that is a testimony of the love of God because he knows our future. Yeah. And he cares about what's going to happen. Absolutely. He, he prepares us in so many different ways. And so um, going next to January, uh, February of 2021, I was working, I was out working, my husband was working from home, and we got COVID. And uh, I got at the very end of January, and my husband got it the first week of February. And, you know, I recovered fine, my husband struggled a little more. And he was having some, some problems, but, you know, we were doing everything that the doctors had said, and um, you know, checking his levels all the time. And he calls me and he said, I'm just, I'm not feeling really well. It's a Friday night. And so I went and I, and I knew he was probably dehydrated. So I went and got him some stuff for hydration, you know, some fruit, some different things I knew that he really loved. Yeah. And I brought it home and he had some of that. And by Sunday morning, he was feeling much better. He was getting up and he was acting more and you know he called his boss he said hey I'm gonna I'm gonna work tomorrow mm -hmm. and he hadn't been able to do that in about 20 days and I was just so excited to see that he was yeah. starting to finally feel better 
and he was 52, so he was young. You know, yeah. You don't think anything. Uh, you think, oh, yeah, okay, we're finally getting through this, you know. And so I went to work that Monday morning because initially I planned to stay with him. But I went ahead and went to work. And he calls me after I get to work. And he says, I think I'm having a heart attack. And I remember thinking, I'm sure you're not just having a panic attack. You know, there's a lot going on right now. And so I called, you know, 911. And they didn't get there back. And I got home to them doing CPR. And he passed away. Mm. And it was very sudden. You know, it was something we were completely not expecting. He ain't going to the hospital first. He didn't have, you know. And he was healthy, the healthy yeah. man. And I just remember being in such shock. But I knew it was like all of a sudden, through even though through that shock, there was this peace that was enveloping me. And I remember thinking, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I mean, this, I, I expected to live the rest of my life. You know, with my husband, I expected us to be married. We were married almost 26 years. Wow. So we'd been, you know, through life together. And um, I remember the first few days, I couldn't sleep. You know, you can't sleep when you're you're going through something yeah. like that. And I remember the Lord just saying, turn on some worship music. And I remember putting on, and, and here's the thing. I had a choice to make when my husband died. I could choose to run to God or I could choose to run away. Yeah. And I chose to run towards him because he's the only he's the only one that can get you through something like that. Yeah. Fully and fully. And I remember turning on worship music and that song Sparrows by Corey Asbury was playing. And I remember I'd never heard it before. It was the first time I'd ever heard it. And I remember listening to the words and just the presence of the Holy Spirit just came on me. That love and peace of God just just filled me up in that moment. And I remember laying there crying myself to sleep and just listening to God's heart over me. That I'm going to provide for you and care for you. And, and you know, and, and all of a sudden, all of the memories of all of the things that God had said to me before that about me leaving my job and and moving and, you know, all of the things that he had said came back. My husband's dream about him falling asleep with Jesus. I mean, it was like God had been preparing me unknowingly for this. And I remember every time I would wake up in the night, that song Sparrows would be playing. And it happened for about two weeks. It was every single time I would turn it on, that song would be on. I'd wake up, that song would be on. God was just saying, I've got you, I've got you. And, you know, when you lose a spouse of suddenly and you're both working and both, you know, it's like, God, what am I going to do? How am I going to provide? You know, it's just a lot. We still had debt, you know, we were working and all of these things. And I just remember that song just kept playing in my mind. I will take care of you. And I remember we had some insurance that we got when the kids were little, so it was really hardly anything. Yeah. And I was grateful for that. But I remember about a week after my husband passed away, his work was amazing. They they paid his salary for an extra month and a half. I mean, they, they were really amazing. Wow. Um, but I remember getting a call from the president of the company. And he goes, Christy, he goes, I'm, I'm 
because I was looking into something and I have something to tell you. And I go, what's that? He goes, that my husband had been with our company for 16 years. And he goes, he never, we had open enrollment last month and he has never signed up for insurance before. And he goes, then in January, he signed up for life insurance a month before he passed away. And I just remember just thanking God and saying, God, you are my provider. Like, God knew. God knew and he put it on his heart to do something he'd never done before. Yeah. And, you know, I I look back at all of the ways that God provided during that time. And, and every all of the the love and support and I I'm so grateful to God. I'm so grateful to him. So, um fast forward to April of twenty twenty one. I felt the leading of the Holy Spirit that it was time to start thinking about moving. And I could have lived and I could have survived where we were. And it was okay financially, I had a good job, all of the things. But I really felt the Holy Spirit saying, No, it's time time to go. It's time to prepare and it's time to go. And I didn't know where. So we decided to take a trip to Texas. Um, since we had family there. And you know, I was thinking Texas, maybe Tennessee, maybe we could just try some different places and see because my, my mom and dad wanted to come with me. Yeah. And so I said, let's just, we started with Texas. We have some family and sister lives here and have a brother lives here as well and some cousin's family. Um, so we decided to take a trip here and I'm like, God, I, I really need to know where you want us to go. I know you're wanting us to move, but like, I don't know what to do. And I, and I was praying, I'm like, God, can you give me something? Give me something. And he goes, do you remember that vision I gave you back in uh, 2020, January? the one about Texas. And I said, yeah, he goes, that was for you. And I went, okay, okay. So I knew, we knew at that point we were supposed to go to Texas. And so I'm like, okay, God, Texas is a big place. <laughs> oh, so, you know, we just planned to make a trip down where my family was closer. So uh, we came down to the Austin area. Uh, to Georgetown actually was where we went initially and then we moved uh, we took a trip into New Braunfels because we'd asked some people hey if you could live anywhere in Texas where do you want to live and they all said New Braunfels and I thought well that's interesting you know so we'll, we'll go there yeah and so about a week later I had a dream and in the dream I was standing on top of a cliff and during the time I was standing on top of the cliff I had a vision inside my dream and God showed me a house and he I mean I could see the color of the house was like this green color and I could see the doorway I could see the pathway I, I walked into the house and I knew it was my house and God said go find your house and I was standing we were standing up on this cliff and my mom and my dad and my daughter were with me and we were holding hands and I could see Texas was below us it was like you're gonna have to jump we're gonna have to take that leap and so in the dream we all Took the leap together and we walked through this hotel during the dream and everybody was clapping saying congratulations for making the leap you know i love it yeah and so we start looking for the house and we're going from place to place and i'm starting to get discouraged in the dream because we're not finding it and i'm like well let's keep going and i and we, we kept going to a few different places and then all of a sudden i see the house on top of the hill 
And I run up, I go, that's the house, that's the house. And I ran up there with my parents and I opened the door and there's people in there already with the realtor. And my dad comes with me and goes, honey, I'm sorry, this isn't going to be it because they've already put in an offer and it's been accepted. And I remember going, no, I got to talk to them because this is my house. And I could see, like, inside, I could see that there was some damage to the house that needed to be repaired. Like, I could see what was happening in the house. Yeah. And I remember going up to the couple and being like, are you guys Christians? And they're like, no. And I'm like, they're not going to understand. Yeah. <laughs> my house. And so I remember looking at the house and walking up the stairs, and my daughter went with me. And the stairs went two separate directions. And I went one way, and she went the other. And I remember wondering why you know why that was the case and anyway i woke up after that that was the dream actually i offered i i went and said no i'm gonna offer i'm gonna offer and i gave my mom money i told her how much and everything offered. yeah and um then i woke up and so i that i held on to that when we went to our trip to texas like okay god what are you gonna do you know i was really excited because i just knew he's gonna show me and everything happened so much like that that it was shocking and really i didn't because i made all kinds of mistakes let me tell you <laughs> we all you know, thinking oh that part of the dream isn't god or that part of the dream you know you think all of the things right and i remember uh we were in georgetown and we went and we looked at some housing uh, or tried to look at some housing there i got a realtor and she kind of laughed at me she's like there's like 30 offers on every home she goes, you could try a new home, but she goes, Here's, I can guarantee you it's going to be so hard for you to find something here. And so we went looking for new homes and there was nothing. Like, And I was so discouraged. And we were there for a couple of days. And I just remember being, we went to all these different places there. I remember being so discouraged. And then we decided to take a trip to New Braunfels. And I, we drove into the city of New Braunfels and this peace just covered me. And I was like, huh. I really feel God's peace here. And my mom goes, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to stop at a little town that's in New Braunfels called Green and have lunch. And it was like, all of a sudden God reminded me that my house was green in the dream. I love it. And it was like, we knew, we knew immediately this is where we belong. We're supposed to be here. And so I started making plans and started, we got a realtor and we, looked at some new homes because we just decided we were going to go new because I didn't know when God wanted us to move and I'm thinking I'm not ready to move right now because I still got my whole life to, to deal with at home. And I remember coming back home, we hadn't found a place yet. And I found a place online, it was a brand new home. And I, and I went for it. I said, okay, this, this is going to be our home. And you know, everything went okay and everything. And what happened was, my parents came to visit in September. <clears throat> and I remember them calling me and going, uh, this is not the house for you. <laughs> and I'm like, what oh, do you really? mean? <laughs> no, because by then it had been several months. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, the housing market has gone crazy. And I'm thinking, I, I don't even know if we can afford new Braunfels anymore if I don't stick with this home, you know? And I was like, no, not built well. There's problems. You're, you're not going to be happy. And we had made plans to come out a few weeks later. I was going to bring my son and daughter with me. And um, we, I said, okay, 
I, I trust my parents. I said, okay. And I called and I canceled. And I called the realtor and I said, find us a home that's already, you know, not, we're not doing new. We can't afford it now. And I said, in fact, look outside of New Braunfels because we can't afford New Braunfels anymore. Like the houses are not expensive because we needed something specific. Yeah. We needed a place for my parents to have their own privacy. And, right. you know, we had very specific needs. And the the realtor says, okay. And, and, and we looked at home outside of New Braunfels. I even put in an offer on a home outside of New Braunfels. And of course, we didn't get chosen. And God said, What are you doing? And I said, Well, I'm trying to find a home. And he goes, Christy, I said New Braunfels. Yeah. Wait, anywhere but New Braunfels, start looking there. You know? <laughs> and, and I love it when he kind of lovingly tells us, Hey, right? uh, what you doing? <laughs> yeah. And so um, I found this house, and oh, I found this. You know, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's, it needed work. It, it had, you know, definite things that needed to have done. And I called my realtor and like, go over there right away, call them. And he calls me back and he says, They're, they already took another offer today. So I'm sorry, that's not going to be the one, you know? And I was so sad. And then God reminded me of my dream, right? Yeah. And well, that one's got, so I, I kept looking, I kept looking, kept looking. And then about three weeks later, the house came back on the market. And I was able to put in an offer and they accepted it immediately. And uh, the rest for that is history. And it was exactly uh, the way God said it would happen. The house was going to need some work. It was not going to be new, you know. And it was like, I can look back now and think, wow, God, I should have uh, followed your dream a little better. <laughs> you know. But I think we learn as we go. Um, we do. That God speaks that way. So in... October, uh, I started looking for a job because yeah. I was I was like, okay, God, uh, I'm going to need a, a, a decent job because now I, I have people to provide for, you know, uh, in a new place. And I got a call. I had put in an application for a controller position for an auto group out here. And uh, I knew that if I went to the interview, I would get the job. Like, I no doubt in my mind. Yeah. And I remember I, I planned the interview and everything. And I remember God saying, what are you doing again? <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? I got to get a job. And he goes, do you remember that dream I gave you? And I said, wait for the angel to come offer you the job. Do you remember that? And I said, yeah, I remember. I'm sure that yeah. was you, God? He goes, that was me. You need to wait. <laughs> you need to trust me and you need to wait. And I remember, oh, how hard that was. Because my whole life was wrapped up in this identity of my career and you know being a wife and all the things that my entire identity is wrapped up in that and now all of a sudden I mean I've been working since I was 16 all of a sudden you're saying don't work you know like god I, I don't know how I'm going to do that I'm telling you it's been a, a trust thing um we moved here in yeah. November of 2022 and God, um, I mean, 2021, sorry. God really provided the, the means for me to not go right to work and to wait on him. But uh, he also reminded me of a dream I'd had before that, uh, back in 2020 when my husband was still alive. And in the dream, I had these like super speed powers and I was running really, really fast. And I remember coming up to a door and I knew it was my house. 
and looking inside and seeing my parents there and knowing that they were living there and seeing a Christmas tree and and going in and being like, everything's different. My mom goes, yeah, it was time for a change. And then I said to her, is it okay if I go to school? And she said, yeah, yeah. And I remember even in the dream going to bed that night in the dream by myself. Yeah. And I remember not even considering that I'd be by myself, but right after that, God said, you're to go to Bethel School Supernatural Ministry. That's, that's what you're supposed to be doing right now. I want you to do that online. And I want you to wait for me. And I want you to trust that I'm going to provide for you. And, you know, that has really shaped me. And, you know, I joined Global as well, which, man, so, uh, that God has really taken me on a journey through Bethel and, and through Global, too. And, yeah. you know, one of the main things that Bethel does in first year is they teach you identity, who you are in Christ. And it was, I was missing. There was a piece I was missing. And I've really had to sit back and look and say, wait, God, my identity isn't in what I do. My identity isn't in, you know, working and, and having this career and being a wife. My identity is in you. And that has been a journey. And that has not been an easy journey. Um, it's taken me a long time to 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 believe that. Yeah. And, you know, because you get these thoughts of, well, am I going to be enough? Because I'm not even working, you know, like, I don't want to tell someone I don't have a job, <laughs> you know, or all of the things you think. but. But God says, no, your identity is in me, you yeah. know? And he, he goes, I've called you to do something different. You're not going to be like everybody else. And it's okay that you're not like everybody else. And I want you to take this time and I want you to heal. And God has taken me on such a journey of healing. And, you know, he healed me of, you know, the, the deep loneliness and the things that come with grief. And he gave me the ability to do everything I had to do in that time frame. And yeah. all of the changes that I had to make and, and he supported me. And, you know, I still, there's still pieces of that dream that I don't know what they mean. And that's the thing that I love so much about the Lord is that he will speak to us mysteries and he does that through our dreams. And, and I have to say, you know, our dream life, we are the best dream interpreters with Holy Spirit of our own dream life, right? Yeah. Because we can give it to someone else and they could get something for us, but that may may not even be what God is saying, you know? And so I love, you know, when he gives me a dream, I'll write it down and be like, okay, God, what is it about? And if he's silent, I know, okay, it's not for right now, you know? And, and with a lot of my dreams, there were things that were for right now and things that were, you know, like the one I had in 2020 that I didn't even understand until you know, 2021, the end of 2021. Yeah. And, you know, he is so in the process. He is. And it's a point I want to make about dreams and the way that God speaks is if he just spoke to us and he said, I want you to move here and I want you to do that and I want you to do this, then it wouldn't draw us closer to him, right? We wouldn't be chasing after what right. it is he has for us. Yeah. And it would be more like a master slave mentality, right? Like you're just doing whatever he says to do instead of being in the process with him and saying, God, what does this look like to you? And, and I want, I want to do this with you. I want to be a part of this. 
And, you know, the other thing is that sometimes if he were to give us a straightforward dream, we would try to do something before it's time because yeah. we wouldn't understand that, hey, that isn't for now. And so just something to say for people who are having dreams and are getting frustrated because they don't understand what God is trying to say, give it time because he will come through and he will bring those things out and he will cause you to grow and to be closer to him. And, and you know, it's, it's in the friendship. And there's this, there's this thing I love that Bill Johnson says. It says, uh, in order to have a peace that surpasses all understanding, you have to give up your right to understand. And that That's is good. something that is so valuable to me because the reality is we're not always going to understand. You know, we're not always going to know why things happen the way they do. But what we do have to understand is God is our friend. He is our friend. And he loves that. And he's going to be with us through the hard times and good times. And we're going to flourish because we said, God, you have our everything. Yes, that's so true. He is our friend. He always does what's right. Yeah. And we will flourish because of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was having a conversation well, sort of a conversation. I was responding to someone's message before I hopped on here with you today. And I said, I don't need to seek God more on this because what he told me to do was to put it completely in his hands and release it to him. I don't have to question whether or not that was right because the enemy can't mess with that. The enemy is never going to tell us to put something in God's hands. Yeah. (laughs) We have to trust that no matter what it is, even if even if there's a heavy reason behind us putting something in his hands, that his hands are the only place that we can 100% know that it's in the right hands and the right thing will be done. Yes. Because he is the only truly righteous judge. Yeah. He's the only one that can bring truly righteous justice. We don't even have a full concept of how or the ways that he does things, you know, and if we put things in his hands, he makes things right. Yeah. And it's a trust thing. It is. God, God takes things and he holds them away because he says, I need you to trust me. I need you to trust that I'm going to be your provider, that I'm going to be your everything, that I'm going to be with you. And, you know, that was an area for me, you know, that in my identity that I really, I had to be able to let go and say, okay, God, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust, even though my natural mind cannot see how you can make a way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, but then I've looked at everything he's done. And, and now, you know, the, the answer to the question I had in my dream about why my daughter went the stair, up the staircase the opposite direction, because she moved here with me, um, God is sending her to school in Dallas. And it was very clear that he wanted her to go there. And now I totally understand why we went up separate staircases. And yeah. so now there's just a final little piece that I, I know that I'm still waiting for God to kind of show me, okay, what does that part mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with what he's, he's going to have me do for work later down the yeah. line. But I tell you, it is, it is a journey. It's, and life is a journey with the Lord all the time. And we have to choose, are we going to trust him and give him our all? And let him, you know, lead? Or are we going to try to do it on our own? Will he bless a lot of things if, if we, we love him? Yes, he will. He absolutely will. But it's not going to be his perfect will for us. 
And yeah. that's, that's what I want on this perfect will. Yep. I want to do what he's called me to do. I, I want to live a legacy on this earth that, and I want to leave that for my family and, and for those around me. And I, I want to see people come to know him. You know, it's, it's such a beautiful thing to be loved by him. It is. And he loves in such a way that we can't even comprehend beyond anything we can imagine or experience within ourselves. Yes. But we're lucky or not lucky. We're blessed enough that he lavishes that love on us in different ways at different points in our life. I think dreams are kind of like love notes from God sometimes, you know? Yes, they are. Yes, the, they are. the God dreams are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I love what you said too, about how, you know, we are our best dream interpreters. There are times we might need help just processing through. Mm -hmm. I think it, it depends too. different people process things different ways. So for me, sometimes processing something out loud with other people helps me hone in on my own understanding of something. And Holy Spirit will use other people too. Yes. Just, I know, you know, like the very specific things, like what does a car represent? people it might represent ministry for some people it might mean home because they lived in their car for four years you know what I mean I mean right. it's different for everybody and it's like when you're yep. trying to help someone interpret a dream you got to know the background yes you gotta know because it's so hard to do it out of the book yep. you know and and that's why I say that because Holy Spirit will give you what you need and and yes and you're right if you you know I've gone to my mom sometimes and they're like hey I have this dream what do you think you know Sometimes Holy Spirit will speak for her because I'm not listening. <laughs> right. No. Yes. There are times it helps to have the friends take a listen or a, a look also, yeah. especially ones that know you a little better. But, you yeah. know, also someone who's really prophetic can let the Holy Spirit lead too. And then they just have to ask, is this resonating at all? Because I'm getting a sense of this or this, you know? Yeah. But ultimately, is way for sure. it is. And ultimately it is up to us because I I've talked about this on a few episodes recently, because we've been talking a bit about dreams, how we all kind of have our own dream language. Mm -hmm. There is a dream language of God, which is just the Bible, right? Like right. we, there are certain symbols that are biblical that can reference things that are kind of universal, you know, like the blood of Jesus or communion is probably going to mean pretty much the same thing. And, right. you know, there are certain things that will across the board have similar meaning, but then it also has context. So what does it mean in that context of the dream? But then on top of that, you have all of these other things. Cause there's a lot that's not in the Bible. I mean, look, we live in a modern world. So at that point it becomes, what does that item mean to you? How does that bring emotion for you? You know, like, what does it represent? Because God speaks to us in a way that we will understand him. Yes, he does. And that's like what you were saying is, you know, other people really need to know the context, but it's hard to explain the whole context. It is. Because one person might love cats and that's, you know, their beloved pet. And another might think cat deals with witchcraft, you know, yeah. and one person might um, love dogs and the other might've been attacked by a dog when they were younger. And that's a fear-based thing. Or actually I was talking to Andrew in our last episode about chocolate cake and how generally that's a good thing, but what if someone's allergic to it? You know, so for one person that could represent, Oh, this is a prize and this is delicious and God's giving me good things. But for another that could represent fear. So in that sense, 
everything that we dream about is personal to us in a way. But then there are also things that are universally biblical. And then there are things that are more like the Holy Spirit can fill in the details there, you know? Exactly. And I do, I love it because there are details that you don't get. And I find it's interesting because some dreams are literal. Some dreams are metaphorical. A lot of dreams are a mix somehow between the two. Where there are these literal pieces, but then there's Mm -hmm. this whole metaphorical aspect to it. Yes like your dream, you know, there was a literal piece about you moving, you going to this new house, but then you and Madeline walking in opposite directions was metaphorical and you figured it out later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very true. And, and that tends to be how my dreams are. There's, I can catch pieces of it, but sometimes even the literal stuff, I don't even understand the later because I don't really know that that's what he means because it's not part of my daily life right now, you know, right. but in two months, something's going to change. And we'll be like, oh, wow. Okay. You were saying to go this direction. And I didn't yeah. even catch that, <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. you, you look at it and you think, well, maybe that's metaphorical, but then it really isn't. So <laughs> right. Until you get the revelation, right? Until God gives you the revelation, you're, it's, it's wait on you, God, and, and you tell yep. me. So. Well, and sometimes he gives us a dream that we might not understand at all in the moment, but it's actually a heads up of what's coming so that when that moment happens, we do know. Yes. God gave me a dream that was nothing but numbers. I believe it was at the beginning of this year. It might have been the end of last year, but it ended up being a date. And it wasn't laid out as a date. It wasn't, it wasn't like an actual date, like, you know. April 27th, you know, right. I literally just said my birthday. <laughs> I'm like, it's the only date I can think of right now. It wasn't like that, you know, and it wasn't even laid out as like a 427 and a year. It was totally different. It was a month and then three days that represented something for me that I wouldn't have even understood until the time came because God had walked me through very specific prayers and prophetic acts for those three sections of days. Oh, wow. And it wasn't until I was actually listening back to a message that a friend and I had sent to each other. And I heard myself talk about the dream and it was the day that it, like it was that day that that dream was about that very day that I listened to the message and I heard it. And suddenly I'm like, those numbers have a totally different meaning to me right now because of what I just walked through with the Lord. Like he had me do things. It was three days until this, three days until this, three days until this. And in the dream, the number was a seven Mm -hmm. and the seven was a tray. And in the tray of seven, there were three threes. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, and you can go, there are some biblical meanings to numbers, but I'm like, I don't know. Nothing's just jumping out at me. You know, well, that morning I hear this dream and I'm like, I just did three, three, three. That's right now. And today is the third day of that. And then I went, how many months has it been since? And I count back and it had been seven months almost to the day. It had been basically seven months to the day that God had me start this prophetic act. And then that particular day, there was a very specific breakthrough that involves other people. So I can't really share, but it was like a very specific breakthrough. And I was like, 
wow, God. <laughs> I love, see, I love it. I love the mystery. Right. Because whenever we, whenever we catch it, it's like, wow, God, you are so big. You are so you were, amazing. You know? Yes. I, I love it. Like, I would love to dream every night. I always tell God I that. I, I would dream every night, God. I dream every night, you know? <laughs> yes. And time. Isn't it the most amazing feeling when you realize that God is so infinitely powerful that he knew exactly what he was going to walk you through? He knew exactly how you would be obedient to him. He knew months, even farther than that before. And he decided to give us a glimpse and show us the pieces just to make sure that we knew that he was in it yeah. and he was working. Like, I love that about your story. There are some things that I think were literal and you did know like, oh, okay, we're moving to Texas, you know, and yeah. he was very good to be clear about that. And then to even rebuke you and correct you if yeah. there was something that was off, you know, <laughs> like he's so gently loving in that yeah. way. But then there were other pieces too, where he prepared your heart ahead and you just didn't know. And I think he's gracious even in those things to not, not let us know or explain the whole meaning ahead because some things would have been painful. It would have been. It, I, mean, I wouldn't have been able to handle yeah. what came. I, I just wouldn't have been if he had told me that. Right. But then as it happens, you get to look back and see that he was preparing your heart even then. Yeah. Like, I just think about that dream that your husband had. And um, I muted myself during that time because my dogs are in here making noise. But I heard that and I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry because I know what that dream means now, you yeah. know. But at the same time, it's like looking back, you obviously knew what that dream meant because yeah. your husband was going to be with Jesus. Yeah. And in the Bible, sleeping often. Yeah. It was very comforting. It yeah. was very comforting when he reminded me of that when my husband passed away. Like I knew that Jesus was with him when he passed away. Yeah. I knew that he was in Jesus. You know, and God, he, even with my daughter, she had a vision um, the night that my husband died of him sitting at a table with Jesus in what looked like kind of this restaurant setting and just laughing and smiling and, and talking to him. And I, I remember that just, it helped her so much. Yeah. She was really, you know, she was a daddy's girl, big time, you know, love. I mean, obviously both my kids love their dad, but she just got along with my husband so well and they were very close and, you know, God walked her through some beautiful things too. And then he brings her to Texas and he lets her go to Bible college too, which is absolutely amazing because she, you know, and she had told me afterwards, she goes, when you started going, she goes, I told myself, I'm ne God's never going to want me to do that. And then it was like, he did. And he said, nope, this is what you're going to do. And we had confirmation. My, I had gone to uh, a class at Bethel the day we were trying to make a decision on her going. And the, our leader that was in our, our small group, um, she looks at me and she goes, is your daughter old enough to go to school? Because I see her going to school same time as you. It was like, thank you, God, for your just amazing, loving kindness that you would let me know that this is the right decision, you know, that we're doing what, what you want. And it's like, you know, Madeline's never been away. My daughter sings Madeline. She's never been away from home for any length of time. So this is going to be a whole new adventure for her. But 
you know, God told her, hey, uh, we're going to be on this healing journey together, you and me. And, you know, she's, she's just starting out with the Lord. And I'm just so, I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled to see her, you know, going that direction. That's so beautiful. I love it. He is so good. He's just so good to us. He is. Even in the hard things, it doesn't mean we're not going to go through pain, but he's so good to us and he loves us through it and he prepares us for it. He does. He really does, you know, and even when people haven't heard from him well or don't know how to walk through it, he's still there with them in the midst of it. And even when they fall away, he pulls them out. And I just think that's so beautiful that he's such a loving father, you know, that even through grief and pain that he heals us and pulls us out. Yes, he does. And he, yes. And he lifts us up into our purpose. He does. And I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come. Like every day I'm like, okay, what's, what are we doing today, God? You know? And I'm just, I'm loving, I'm loving living life with him. And if, if I could say one thing about this whole thing, you know, live life with God because it is the fullest life you can have. You can have money, you can have all the things in the world, but it will never fulfill you the way that living a life with God will. Amen. That's the truth. And you can have everything else. And without God, you won't know your true identity. You won't have the peace that you're meant to have. I was, it's funny. Um, we have been doing something through church where we're supposed to be reading the same scriptures every day, like as a church. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it's hard for me only because I always just let the Holy Spirit lead me where I'm supposed to read for the day. Yeah. And I'm like, but I have to read this other thing too. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been reading through Luke. So, um, I know it's so funny. I've been doing both. I've just been doing lots of extra reading this week, (laughs) but we were in Luke and it, I believe it was in, it's in Luke, unless I'm thinking of another scripture that I read in the midst of it, I could be getting confused here, but it says, you know, what is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? And I had seen a different translation. And I think it actually said to lose yourself because God made us to be a certain way. He created us to live holy and fully, not just in love with him, but for his purpose and to be loved and know our identity in that. Yeah. So we could gain so many other things, but if we aren't living as, as us, then we're missing it all, you know? So that's so beautiful. And I, I just love the way that God works and I'm excited to see what it's going to look like when this angel gives you a job. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, God, don't let that be 10 years from now, okay? <laughs> I'm like, I'm so curious. What's it actually yeah, going to play out like? Is it going to be a real angel? Is it going to be an angel human? Is it going to be like the right. angel goes Someone ahead and is angel, like, right? this is it, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's so fun kind of watching those things play out and how they actually play out for real. It I is. love to, I don't know. Do you keep a dream journal? I do. I keep it on my phone. I do. I write all my, I do the same thing. I have it in my notepad. It goes on forever and ever. I should probably do different notes, but it's the same one, you know? (laughs) And I find myself sometimes going back when I get to a point where I'm like, 
what am I supposed to do right now? Where, what am I supposed to do here? I'll go back and look at my dreams because I know that he's been speaking to me in those. And I'm like, okay, I bet there's something that I missed that I need to see. And sure enough, like I'll go back and I'll look and I'm like, wow, I'm walking through that right now. Like that dream was right now, you know, and that was from a few months ago. So it's amazing how he speaks that way. And I encourage everyone listening that when they do have dreams to write them down so that they can go back and do the same. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me on today. Yeah. So I have one more question before we close out. If you could leave the listeners with one nugget of truth, wisdom, encouragement, any of that from today, what would it be? I would say put your all into the Lord and trust him because he is good. He is good and he is going to move heaven and earth for you. Amen. That is the truth. We can trust everything and our everything to God. Yeah. And he makes it greater. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christy. And thank you listeners for joining us. I will talk to you again next week. When you love-